Undaunted Life A Man's Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Let's get into it. All right, guys, I know I said I was wrapping up the Botching Afghanistan series, but seemingly every day there's way more and more things to talk about, so we're probably going to do another future episode on that. But I want to go back to an interview here and to continue the Botching Afghanistan series, and that's this is with kind of a little bit of a different person because we had some Gold Star folks and we had some military folks, but this is a military person that's now actually a lead pastor. So this is Pastor Ryan Visconti. He's the lead pastor at Generation Church, and he has two locations out there in Arizona. And the thing about it is, We've got another interview coming up with him later on, so that's what we actually recorded. But I found out that this guy was actually, you know, a captain in the army, I believe. And I wanted to get his thoughts here because we hadn't had a pastor kind of give us their perception on what's going on here in Afghanistan. So I wanted to go ahead and bring that to you a little bit early before I introduce you to him fully here in a few weeks. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. All right, Ryan Visconti, thank you for letting us kind of keep you around for a little bit longer. So we're going to be releasing your longer episode here, maybe in a few weeks or something like that. But, you know, this this Afghanistan situation, I feel like every day when I look at the news, I'm hoping for something to get better. And it's just not. As of the recording of this podcast, there are 12 dead U.S. military soldiers from overseas. I think it's two Marines and uh, or 10 Marines and two uh, Navy uh, corpsmen and stuff like that. It's just a horrible situation. The body count is continuing to rise every time I look at the news feed. Uh, there was a report from Politico just right before we hopped on the air here saying that Joe Biden actually provided a list to the Taliban of the people that we had in country, right? Basically like, hey, can you make sure that these people get out? And then magically these people are now being targeted by the Taliban. It, it's some of the craziest stuff I think I've ever seen. I can't remember a news cycle like this in my 35 years of life, but I want to just kind of step back as I've done with everybody else in this little mini series and just kind of give you the space to say your thoughts. Because as I understand, you're one of the few pastors that I know that also served, that was also deployed at some point to the Middle East. So what are your thoughts on the situation going on in Afghanistan? Yeah, it's been a really complicated time emotionally. I'm an Army veteran. I was a captain in the U.S. Cavalry. So I was deployed to Kirkuk, Iraq in 2009 and uh, 2010 and spent time there, worked with some Iraqi Army guys who were pretty good dudes, also saw a lot of Islamic extremism. And uh, yeah, as I've been watching us pull out of Afghanistan, my heart has gone out to my fellow veterans and families who've lost loved ones. Cause you start asking these questions like, well, what are we doing? Like, what is it even, um, was it worth it? The sacrifices that we made as a country and maybe as a family deploying, going over the middle East, all the good that we accomplished is this mean it just was for nothing. And I think a lot of veterans are asking those questions right now. And I would encourage them. I, I believe it still was worth it, us going there. And I would encourage anyone who maybe lost a loved one or who gave a year of their life to deploy, uh, or maybe you just think about it in terms of your tax pay dollars helped fund this war, right? It, it still accomplished a lot of good. And I think it was good that we went there and disrupted terrorism on its own turf rather than let it come here and interfere with our way of life. Now, as we've watched ourselves pull out of Afghanistan clearly irresponsibly with no plan in place to ensure stability as a country it's it's really hard it's humbling cuz it makes us look terrible to our allies it makes us look terrible in the world's eyes 
and makes other uh, uh, enemies potentially in the future just see a clear path to uh, what they need to do if they're going to resist us and fight against us and, ho- and th- in their minds outlast us. But I would encourage uh, Christians at times like this, you know, you got to put your hope in the Lord. You got to trust God that he's going to work through this and even bring good out of it somehow as difficult as it is. But uh, I, I think that it's a, been a major mistake the way that we've pulled out of Afghanistan. You know, I, having studied uh, world religion, having lived up close and personal with Islam and in the middle of Muslim countries, it's very clear that what you see out of the Taliban is actually what Orthodox Islam is. It is violent. It is extremist. And we all know probably peaceful Muslims. Well, those are progressive Muslims. Mm-hmm. And so you take, you take Orthodox Islam versus Orthodox Christianity, very different dynamics there. Orthodox Christianity is loving and kind and courageous. Orthodox Islam is violent and extremism. So uh, I, I personally am of the mindset that the more we can kill uh, violent extremists before they kill us and our families and loved ones, the better, the more we can disrupt them on their own turf, the better. So it's really, it's really sad to see how we've handled the situation. When I think I just released an episode today where I talked at length about, about Islam and about fundamentalist Islam, you called it Orthodox, which is good as well. But when you look at the writings of the ninth surah of the Quran and you see how bloody it is, and when you look at the Hadith and you look at how bloody what Muhammad did in his life and also the things that the last words he gave to the Muslim people were not, Hey, go and coexist with everybody. It's like, if they're not going to pay the tax or convert, you kill them, you slay them. And that's, that's just the reality of what we look at. But from that perspective, just, just a couple more questions here. How should the American church respond? You, you know, you talked about Christians, you know, just praying and, and relying on God, but how should the American church respond to the situation? Because there's a lot of different things. There's going to be a lot of hurt families. There are new gold star families as of today. Uh, there's a refugee crisis that's going to be coming to a neighborhood near you. Uh, you know, what, what should we do as the American church of Christ? Not church of Christ from a denominational standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for the misspeak, but you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I think, let me say this, because there's probably already a lot of churches and pastors who've talked about helping refugees. So I think that gets covered a lot. I think it's good for Christians to think about the moral benefit of having a strong military presence in the world. America has its flaws. America has its issues. We're not a perfect country. But in general, historically speaking, this country has been the greatest force for good in the history of the world as far as any secular organization goes. So for us to have a military that is strong and feared in the world is good for the whole world. So I mean, at, I think as a church, obviously, we've got to support immigrants. We've got to support uh, gold star families. We've got to pray. But I would also think about, man, I want to vote personally for politicians, and I would encourage Christians to vote for politicians who believe in and want to establish a strong military presence, knowing that the values that shape our country lead to us having a military that's used in the world to stabilize the world, to promote good, to promote justice. Let's call it democracy, uh, which is the best of all the flawed systems. So I think that's something to think about is how how do we vote coming out of this situation so that we don't see these kinds of tragedies unfold, hopefully again in the future? 
Okay, last question here. I, I called the episode I released today of the Botching Afghanistan series, The Lasting Death. And what I meant by The Lasting Death is that, first of all, the the ripple effect of us pulling out of Afghanistan was going to have horrible, dire, and bloody consequences. And just a few hours after that podcast release, a suicide bomber went in and killed a whole bunch of people. Just absolutely horrific. I'm not, I'm by no means a prophet. You could see the writing on the wall. If you were a five-year-old, you could have predicted that this was going to happen. But the second thing I said is the only true lasting death is uh, eternity away from God, eternity separated from God. And I think that's something that's getting lost here is that a lot of people are going to die that don't know him. Right. Because, you know, out of the 28 or 30 million people that live in Afghanistan, there's only a few hundred, maybe even a few thousand that would consider themselves to be gospel believing disciples of Christ. And so for you as a pastor, how is it how important is it for us right now to not only lean on the gospel ourselves as the elect, as as the ones that were called to be believers, but also to share that in a time like this? Yeah, it's so important for us to share Jesus with our friends and family members. And I would encourage everyone listening to this. uh, There is a certain level of fear when it comes to sharing Christ or your beliefs with other people. And it really honestly is fear about how are they going to perceive me? How are they going to react to me? If I tell them I believe in Jesus and I'm a Christian, are they going to laugh at me? Am I going to lose a relationship? Am I going to lose influence at work? And at the end of the day, we got to go back to this. We have eternal souls. And currently, without Christ, people are on the pathway to spending eternity in hell. The most loving and kind thing you can do is tell them about the life raft. Let them know about the opportunity to be rescued through Jesus Christ. And you're not responsible for their choice. If they reject you or laugh in your face or walk away from you, you have been faithful, you've been obedient to God, and you've been a loving friend. Then it's on them, between them and God, what they do with it. But I would encourage people, you got to share Jesus. You got to share clearly he is the only way to be safe. And whether you believe in uh, predestination or you know free will salvation, doesn't really matter. God still wants to use you to deliver the good news to people who need it. So more than ever in our world today, share the gospel. Ask people, hey, who is Jesus to you? Do you know where you would go if you died tonight? Hey, we just saw people die in Afghanistan today. What if you blew, got blown up today? What? Where would you wake up? Where would you be? And just like let people chew on that. And then God can use you to lead someone into eternal life through Jesus and sharing your faith. That is the ultimate place to leave this. I really appreciate you giving the word there on the gospel. Pastor Ryan, thank you again for coming on. Thank you.